Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It's Sunday, December 9. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. And uh, let's pray and then let's begin and uh, start a fresh passage and a fresh day and a fresh brand new week. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for today. I want to thank you for the opportunity, Lord, again, to be able to open your word, to reflect on scripture, to reflect on what you've called us to. Thank you for uh, today. Thank you for this brand new week. It's uh, the overflow that we're continuing this series on. And in particular, as we look at the Christmas season and we look at the idea of uh, this beautiful concept of Jesus, full stop, all full stop, Lord, may we, may we live it. Uh, we ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Okay, I'm reading from Revelation chapter 4, verses 8 through 11 in the English Standard Version. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within, and day and night they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. All right. So uh, I want to encourage you to read the Daily Walk this week. It's uh, boulder.church forward slash daily. If you don't receive it by email, then um, just subscribe online as well, and you can receive it in your box uh, every day. And, uh, and so here's the really <clears throat> calibrate question for today that starts us off on this uh, particular walk. What things did you once believe that did not stand up to further study? Okay, can you give me some context for that? Yes. In terms of how it relates to the four creatures and the... 24 elders. Yeah, that's actually a good... That's all a, that that's stuff. Good. Well, okay, so in the Daily Walk, well, uh, what happened was that uh, a while ago, I was at, um, at Crosswalk Church, and I bumped into Bill and Olin Johnson. Oh, cool. And um, fantastic people, brilliant, brilliant people. I mean, I bumped into loads of great people. So, hey, hi to all the people out of Crosswalk Church uh, who listen to Daily Walk podcast. You're and, lucky uh, I love Crosswalk. I know, I know. Mm. They are. They are phenomenal people. And so um, and so while I was there, I was talking to them, and it reminded me of uh, some of the stuff that they've written, well, Bill's written in particular, that uh, really inspiring. And he talks about uh, how we understand Revelation. And when we when we read these passages, sometimes we there is a tendency to enter into the literal mode or to to not really understand the context behind it. And he goes for the nuanced uh, approach uh, and says, you know, just kind of just keep in mind that not everything's literal inside there, but just keep that in mind inside there. And so that that concept uh, and that approach is actually really good when it comes to the Book of Revelation. And, and so I was just thinking that um, when it comes to passages like this, you read them and you're kind of, they are awe-inspiring, beautiful pictures inside here. But then there's lots of things in life that maybe we did believe or did see or didn't understand, but then new data comes along and new things come along in life. And, oh, I see what you mean. So And suddenly you're like, oh, <clears throat> that's a new insight. And so you, from the, from the, as you grow the overflow, you suddenly like, oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm growing. I'm, I'm picking up new ideas. I don't know if for me, those things, my sound just went weird. 
Okay, it's normal again. Oh. Sorry. I, oh, I panicked. Oh. Um, I was going to say, I don't know if I've had experiences like that where study is what the belief didn't stand up to, but sometimes it's just reality yeah. comes along, like the Y2K. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? The panic that everybody Everyone has panicked about that. Well, it wasn't so much that we studied about it. It was that it came and went and nothing happened. So it turned out it wasn't. And I tend to have, I don't know, I guess a belief about having beliefs about things that are happening in the future, which is I don't know that you should bother having too many of those. Like, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like if when something happens, then I'll believe it. Seeing yeah. is believing, they say, and people, you know, act as if that means that you don't have faith, but I think it just feels like a more sensible approach to life than pinge, kind of um, putting all your, your hopes on the idea that something is going to, there's going to be a particular outcome. Yeah. In, in fact, actually, I, I talk a little bit about this in the, in the daily walk and encourage people to remember that, that the things in the Bible that talk about the future are there really to not tell us everything about the future, but in fact, to kind of give you a... Uh, more hope in God that he does know and understand the choices that we make and how everything kind of maps out. And so as they are fulfilled, we feel reassured that God is in control and God is part of this bigger picture, as opposed to us knowing step by step, because then life's kind of well, and sometimes I think maybe it would make sense to be the kind of person who goes and creates an underground bunker or you know, has a stockpile of food that will last for a year. But I don't know whether that really is a thing that is a good idea or not. Oh, yeah. You you want to actually make one? I sometimes think that. <laughs> sometimes think, wow, I'm going to feel really stupid if one day I don't have an, an underground bunker of my own and the zombies do come. That that will feel really foolish, like I missed an opportunity. <clears throat> yeah, that would be tragic. Uh, fortunately, yeah, it's not going to happen, but uh, I'm with you. The bunker, that is. Um, so uh, I think there's lots of things, actually, that we all grow in and uh, we all learn and uh, we can all discover um, as time goes on. Um, yeah, so I think that having a life that you live kind of based mostly on faith day by day, it's not that you don't think about the future or have beliefs about it, but it, I don't, to me it doesn't make sense to base everything that you're doing on it an outcome, series of outcomes that you think are going to happen. Yeah. It just feels like you can be, you probably nine times out of 10 at least would be prepared for some outcome that doesn't happen and not prepared for the one that actually does. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, I think there's lots of things that we actually grow in over time. And I think that just the ability of us to be able to say that, uh, that we are growing is really important as opposed to saying that, I, I feel more settled and everything is just done and I'm kind of complete and there's nothing new to kind of go inside this. So when I look at this text and I read this text, for me, I feel that it's it's calling us to to seek God, to to worship God and to say God is the one who is all powerful, all amazing, all worthy. He's the one who creates everything. He's the one who's the the and he is absolutely amazing. And so therefore I'm I'm called into this place to kind of discover more. Well, I mean, we're talking about all this, you know, beliefs that you had that don't stand yeah. up to further study, et cetera. I kind of, I'm of two minds about the whole idea of beliefs that on the one hand, I don't think it makes any sense to hang on to things that are obviously wrong, that you right. know are wrong. But on the other hand, I also think that people totally have the right to make meaning of their own lives and to decide yes, what they do. think is important and to decide, I guess, even yeah. what the beliefs they have are about reality that shape the way that they live their lives. And so... 
I don't know that I think it's that productive to kind of mock people or criticize them for, you know, for instance, having underground bunkers, if that's something that makes them feel safe, that makes them feel, do I think that's a good use of resources, et cetera? No, but I guess, you know, I don't have to do it. So it's kind of fair enough. Um, yeah. We all have to do what yeah. gives us a sense of meaning and maybe safety or whatever else we think yeah. that we need to have. So, yeah. I, yeah, I, I guess you. I guess you're right. I mean, in some ways, we we want to live in that space, right, where we actually just say, "Hey, everything's good," and and people can do whatever they want to be able to do and believe what they want to be able to believe. And I think that that's actually really important in in the freedom that we all need to be able to journey on that kind of stuff. At the same time, uh, it's frustrating. Um, yes, it can it, be. It can be frustrating, right? And and there are moments when you're like. Oh, well, how how is that even possible? How do we actually function, and how do you not understand common courtesies? Or don't you think though that to some extent, letting people just giving people space to follow a belief yeah. out might give them even space to let go of it at some point. Whereas if you persecute people, they double down on stuff. I, I think so too. You know, so yeah, if you if you really go after somebody about their bunker or whatever, <laughs> that's just going to make them more convinced that they need it because persecution really is coming, right, think, from you. Do you think the fact that we're talking about the bunker is <laughs> kind of like a lot? I don't know. It's a weird yeah, example, no, 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 but no, no, I don't but, know. It makes sense to me. No, but I just think if you give people space, you're like, hey, you know, do your thing, then they may at some point just realize, hey, this is not a good use of my time or resources. Maybe I could think mm. about something else that would be more advantageous for the whole community, for my family, for whatever. Yeah. Well, I think, I think there's something worth thinking about, uh, especially this week here, as we, as we reflect on, as we continue on the series of overflow, and in particular, as we reflect on what it means to live a life of overflow and to embrace fully uh, Jesus, full stop, all full stop. What things did you once believe and didn't stand up to further study? Uh, talk about that with your friends. Uh, talk about that with your community today. And uh, look after each other, live love, and we will connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.